you know, I think it's kind of like human nature. You want there to be a rule book, a method, understanding of how it's supposed to work. And the previous generations had that. A man does this, a woman does this. Those gender roles, being a provider and the breadwinner and, and the protector, and then the woman's the nurturer and the caretaker, and she's the mother and she's raising the children. Well, you can just throw all that shit right out the window, right? Like that's, guys, we're not there anymore. We're just not there. But then Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Period Sis. I am your host, Mandy B. This show is brought to you by none other than the official box owner. And y'all know we come here every week telling tales of womanhood. And while we always, sometimes always, are inside of our boxes, today we are taking a step out of our box and getting into the mind of what it is like dating and marriage and the pressures of motherhood and all of the other societal pressures attached to simply existing as a woman. I'm super excited today because I am joined by two phenomenal women and I'm looking forward to you guys enjoying this conversation and your takeaways. Also, be sure to rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to us and make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms at Owner on Twitter, for the conversation and at official box owner on Instagram. Guys, let's get right into it. It's another conversation, another tale of womanhood for women by women. Hello, ladies. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Hi thank you. you. We are joined today by Ellie and Tati, the host of the Girlfriend's Guide podcast. And we are here to really dig deep into pretty much womanhood, um, as I always say on this podcast. And again, I found you guys on Instagram. You guys also are fans and listen to my other podcast, Horrible Decisions. And so I'm excited to have this conversation with the two of you today. Before we start, let's start off by introducing yourselves. So can you let the audience know, of course, your name, since two of you guys are speaking, um, your age, what you do for a living, and then we'll really get into uh, the background of both of your your, your stories. All right, Absolutely. Good. Well, um, my name is Tati. I'm 26. I'm currently a nurse, and I'm in grad school to become a pediatric nurse practitioner. Um, I'm Haitian. As Mandy said, I'm the host, co-host of Girlfriend's Guide Podcast. That's my little bio right there. Um, hey guys, my name is Ellie. I am the second host of Girlfriend's Guide Podcast. I'm Haitian. I'm 26 years old and I work in the clinical side of research. I'm a research administrator. So um, I've been doing this for about five years. So with the whole like um, Johnson and Johnson and all the clinical <laughs> vaccines coming out. Yeah. So that's my background. <laughs> What I love too is literally the clear distinction that you, that both of you women are modern day women. And I say that because your career, uh, your career women, um, you're driven. I'm sure you have your own goals outside of just being a housewife or being a mother, which I think 
definitely comes into play now as millennials and Gen Z arises into the fields. I guess let's dig into a little bit of your background and story. Are are both of you guys raised in two-parent households? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have a lot of siblings? And also, was marriage something that was very visible to you guys growing up uh, amongst your families? So for me, um, I was raised in a two-parent household, but when I was 15, my parents were separated. They weren't married, so I never okay. had grew up seeing a married couple, but everyone else in my family was, all the kids I was around was. So I kind of always felt different because I always thought marriage was that norm. So it's like, if my parents weren't married, oh my God, am I like not normal? Mm. Um, but it was never shoved down my throat by necessarily my parents because they weren't married, but kind of everyone else. And I kind of wanted to prove them wrong. that I'm going to get married, even though my parents weren't married type of thing. And being Haitian, that is like tradition. Marriage, children, you can be a working, um, working mom, working woman, but it's like you're still always going to have that housewife mentality. Like man comes first, children comes first. You'll be lucky if you come third or fourth. And mm-hmm. like you said, uh, as working women, we're kind of breaking that stereotype. We're breaking that mold completely. Yeah. And what about you, Ellie? So for me, I am the opposite from Tati. <laughs> I have two parents. I have my parents, uh, my mom and dad. And I grew up in such a very strict religious household. Mm, very okay. strict, very conservative. So it was definitely growing up breaking um breaking away from that and really finding my own values and morals. So growing up, I was, I talked about this on the podcast. I was judgmental. I was very judgy. So I could even say listening to horrible decision. I was like, what is this? Oh my goodness. (laughs) But it was great for me because it really allowed me to set up my own values and morals aside from what my parents want me to. And it's this idea and pressure for us as young women of you need to be married at 24 my mom got married at 22 so it's just like oh wow it's like why aren't you so serious and focused about finding a husband you're supposed to be doing that right now and I'm just more of like my focus was career I want to build myself up I want to um, build my business up and then if my husband come along then Great. we're getting married but I want to enjoy I want to date I want to experience have funny stories to tell in my 20s that mm-hmm. I experienced but so for them it's we don't have the same mindset and it's really breaking away from that of like especially Haitian culture your husband comes first so when you get you could be oh. working nine to five you get home you better cook a meal yeah. for him it better be a hot meal too you better have sex with him you better have sex with you don't him. want to and it's just like we're trying to break away from that norm that's not happening that's, i need a right. man like, gender role is not a thing for me like you better come home and also be willing to cook for me because i'm not going to be on my feet 24 7 expect for me to also cook a meal for you too it yeah. needs to be a balance a balance and vice now versa. now can i ask you if that's a conversation that you've had with your mom because clearly the generation before us uh women weren't working as much as men outside the home. They were just home. So it made sense for the meals to be cooked or them to tend to the children. But now we're working the same amount of hours as a lot of our male counterparts and then still having to come home and do what those gender roles look like. So have you had those conversations with your mom? And, 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 you know, it's very visible that we're not living in the same type of uh, mm-hmm. society as maybe what it looked like when she grew up. What are those conversations like with her? Um, for me, when I have those conversations with her, it's just like, she looks at me like, 
uh, it's going to be hard for you to probably keep a man or like your man's going to have a hard time or um, like. Oh, wait, I'm, she blames you? She blames yeah. me. Yeah. Like, they blame us. Who, like, like, like she, my mom looks at me like the way I be talking about guys, like double standards and um, gender roles. She's like, I pray for your husband because I don't know. God better give you a good husband because that's not going to slide. Yeah. He He might even step out or like try to find another girl because. Because a woman is supposed to cater to her man. As if men don't still step out when you cook hot meals and <laughs> cater to them. But then, honestly, in our culture, they step out. Okay. Like, yeah. it's like, obviously. Uh, I, yeah, I'm half Jamaican. So, yeah. so the, like, you know, the Caribbean culture with men is that way. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's, your, it's your obligation as a woman. It is your obligation to cook. Mm-hmm. Um iron do all the housework let him step out let you be in peace and just be happy that he's paying the bills come home and then it's your obligation to still have sex with him even though you know that he's stepping out wait a second so can i ask both of you then i i know this is um essentially a cultural thing but is this something that both of your your moms have like actually voiced to you that your husband will step out and even if your father has done this, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay because it's expected. Like, what is that conversation like in, mm-hmm. in the household from your, from your parents? It's then? more of, we see it within family members or friends, close circles. And then when you hear them talk about it, like me, I'm just kind of like, Oh no, I don't like that. Like I, he, she, he, she needs to be like, why is she leaving? She's, he's paying the bills. He's not, he's not hitting her. He's not doing this. He's just doing that. And even me personally, when I got cheated on. Mom was just like, it's okay. You can take him back. And, I'll, and there's no problem with that. I'm just like, I'm your daughter. Do you like, and I was so young. I was 22 at the time. Like, I'm so young. Do you want me to go back to that? And I have so much more opportunity. And like Ellie said, my mom, when I tell her what I want, she goes, mm. okay, well, you know, I'm the, we're both only children. So it's like the grandkids need to come. So you may have to alter your, how you think in order for that to happen. And I'm just like, no, I'm a, with or without a man, I want to be a mother. So my child's going to happen regardless. I'm going to find a way. But I don't necessarily think I need to stay with someone who doesn't fulfill me or can do whatever he wants just to fulfill that mm-hmm. aspect of my life. Like, no. And on my end, because I'm so religious, my parents, divorce is not an option. It's like, you need to work this out. You need to go talk to a pastor and work this relationship out because there's no divorcing. And for me, I'm just like, if my man cheat, what? They ain't no coming back. I'm mm-hmm. not working that out. I I personally, for me, can't, I just don't have it within myself to work that out. So when they, when I say it and mention things like that, they really look at me like, like what, who, what kind of woman are you? I, that's really <laughs> the look I get. Like, what kind of man are you really going to find? Like, they, I, my mom's very concerned. Oh, you, well, you just said something and, and I want to dig deeper into that, Ellie, with, with both of you. What what kind of woman then are you? When she asked that, um, how how would you describe yourself as a woman? Hmm. I When I describe myself, I describe myself as a multifaceted woman. Um, a lot of men that I meet, they are very surprised when they meet me because I am the type of girl, I'm out here, I'm the Cardi B and you get Michelle Obama at the same time. So okay. I'm like shaking it at the mm-hmm. day parties, but at the same time, I'm very like, I'm still, I'm, I'm very spiritual. Like I'll, you'll see me at a day party one day, like, Hey, what up? Mm-hmm. And then I'm here and the next day, yeah, girl, I just finished praying. I did a whole <laughs> <life>. <laughs> I'm fasting for four days. I'm praying. And 
I just feel like I've created my morals and values that are so important for me. And I see the kind of future I want with the future. I want a husband. I do see. The okay. Kind of- we going to talk about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know um, that aspect and, and exactly yeah. what you want, but, but we'll, we'll save that. Um, I want to ask you, Tati, what type of woman do you view I'm, yourself as? I'm very, um, a lot of people describe me as masculine um and boisterous like honestly Mandy I see a lot of myself like I because I'm very like nigga like yeah a lot of guys are just kind of like oh like you're gonna call your nigga nigga I'm like yeah because that's my nigga oh my man my my I'll be honest my man hates it yeah he hates it he's like I hate that you call me your nigga because I I know Nope. Exactly. And I'm like, it's really just my man, my boyfriend. Like, come yeah, on. like you're my friend. Like we're bo- like boyfriend, girlfriend. And like a lot of people tell me I oh you're not gonna be submissive. Mm. You're like they take okay, so if your man tells you not to wear that, are you just gonna wear it? I'm like, no, are first of all, like, no one's gonna tell me. We're tell not me. Right. So um I'm the type of woman that I'm going to always be myself. And because I'm going to be myself, a lot of people have told me you're gonna have a hard time finding someone to deal with you because I'm mm. difficult because I have a voice. So both of both of y'all have said like have actually said kind of the same thing, and it's crazy because as women, the idea that we potentially have to change who we are to be dealt with by men or chosen by a man is is quite ridiculous. However, before we get into the topic of marriage, Mm -hmm. I do want to ask you guys because essentially we're talking about submission we're talking about being chosen we're talking about being dealt with would you guys ever propose to a man never okay take one and um and try to mop the ocean girl i will not ever. do it okay. i will not normalize this for me getting on my knee to open <laughs> a ring box for a man never okay ne- same same. So then let's get into marriage then. Do you both want to be married? Yes. Now, this is where I want to ask Ellie, let's start with you. I'm curious then, having the views of what it entails to be a wife from not only your culture, but your own experience with your mother. Mm-hmm. Why? What do you seek in a husband and why do you essentially want marriage? Yeah, absolutely. My parents are my ideal of what a marriage is. And they have set an amazing example. Even Um, though you just said you also don't want to be cheated on, but you know, your mama was okay with the cheating. She, she has never said she's okay, but my dad has been a very faithful man. So I agree with it. It was in the culture, not necessarily experiencing it. Okay. My dad has never stepped out or anything like that. But when I talk about certain people that have been cheated on, she looked like she should take them back kind of situation. Okay. Um, So for me, I just want, I see, when I see, the future I see for myself, I see a man that will add on to it. I'm not going to change for myself. I plan on building myself. I plan on being a very successful woman. So I just need a man that will also add on to that. And a man that's just respectful and loyal. It's really not much to ask for. But nowadays, society is making it like, oh, I have to stay faithful? I practice monogamy. So it's just like, I have to be monogamous? I can't step out of I, I can't step out in my relationship. No, One moment, guys, and we're gonna pause right here. No problem. I think my delivery scan right here. <laughs> Hello? Oh, this is really happening. 
No, it's still recording. <laughs> but thank you, Mandy. <laughs> like, dang. Yeah, I didn't know it was going to come that fast. What the heck? <laughs> You're about to um, be real good. <laughs> all right, so hold on. 1436. I, I got to tell my producer. Okay. Okay. Um, so carry on, Ellie. There yeah. we go. <laughs> so I do see a man that really adds on to the type of future I'm trying to have. A man that's just simply going to stay loyal to me. It's really not much to ask for, like I said. And that is. You don't think so? Apparently, no. that's the most to ask for. That's, that's, that's crazy. Because that's crazy I always said what I'm looking for a man is what I also bring to the table. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask for a man who's going to be monogamous and I'm not trying to stay faithful and not be monogamous. Right. So um, I really think it's simple, but I, to be honest with you, I really find it hard to date nowadays because what I've asked for, no other man can also bring that to the table. Yeah, <laughs> that's the biggest, I think that's the biggest issue with dating now. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I see my future and I see my husband, my biggest thing is I need a man who's secure because already I'm very boisterous, I'm loud, I say this, I say that, and I plan on going far in life, um, career-wise, nursing-wise, podcast-wise, and I... I see in this generation, a lot of these men are very insecure and a lot of these men are going to try to bring you down because they can't amount. And I refuse to settle. Like you don't necessarily have to have a podcast. You don't have to be a fortune 500 CEO. No, but you need to be secure in yourself to know that I'm going to make these moves. And if you're going to be along, don't bring me down. Don't, Mm -hmm. don't project your inability to match up onto me. So I just feel like also we're always told like what you're asking for is too much. Even just when it comes to, a job that's too much that a job is too much or the, to be honest even the type of job like i'm not there's no disrespect to any man who's working but at the same time i have built myself mm-hmm. and with the help of my parents to a certain level it's not a crime that i require a man who is at that certain level as well so don't try to bring me down and say you deserve as long as he has a nine to five it doesn't matter what no it does because i have a certain lifestyle that i'm trying to uphold to be honest right can can i ask both of you then with the with this with the ideas that patriarchy is still like the foundation of marriage with the modern day woman do you find it's going to be harder for specifically black women to find to find husbands that are okay with maybe you not being as submissive maybe you not taking on as many house household duties because you're working because you're so go- like driven with goals do you think that it's going to only get harder as you get older i believe I so. absolutely it's it's going to get harder because i feel like a lot of men are intimidated by um by successful women for a while, I have my master's in public health, and for a while, I never spoke about my success to men because their reaction was different. Every time I told them, like, I'm this. Tell me, like, what was the reaction? The what reaction do you mean? It's like more of like, oh, like, oh, so you're like, you're like, I don't, it was just not as positive. A backwards but compliment. But more a like backwards that. compliment. And more Wait, really? Yes. Yeah, because they're like, oh my God, that like that's good, but it's like not coming from me like, Oh, okay. So now I gotta level up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you do. You should have been already. Right. But yeah, uh, you, you, like, you. So you felt there was a condescending tone to even. There's a the, jealousy. Men are very jeal- jealous. There's a jealousy. So for a while, like my podcast, Tati knows this about me. I was not talking highly of myself. I was just like, yeah, I have a podcast. 
yeah, I have my master's degree or I do this. Yeah. But instead, I feel like women, we don't have to lower ourselves and talk down on ourselves mm-hmm. just because we don't want men to be to intimidated, intimidated with us. Yeah. Mm. But instead, we should do speak highly of ourselves and do speak proudly yeah. of ourselves for being successful. And, and especially something. in the society that we are now, we have to because we are black women are the most successful educated educated women you are so successful man you have many podcasts and whatever men might come in your way might feel intimidated oh she's so successful it's just not the right guy for you and you're probably gonna find a man that will add on to that value and will add on to all your success and another thing is i feel like in society today there's like a liberation going on with women we're just kind of like fuck that like no i'm gonna work I'm going to do this. I'm going to have sex and not be shamed for it. I'm going to do all that. And the the men are stagnant. Their minds, they're not elevating mentally to understand that this is the new wave of women that are coming towards you. Are you ready or not? And they're mm. not. And because of that, when you have one person going up and you have another team staying stagnant, there's going to be a disco. Like, there's not going to be a match. It's, it's very rare that you're going to find a man who has a woman who, okay, you know what? She's open sexually. She has a career. She's doing this. She's doing that. And I'm okay with that. Men, I feel like, are very somewhat one-dimensional. They can't handle a lot at the same time. They can't be multiple people versus women. I feel like we were raised and we were ingrained to be able to do everything for everyone else. And now mm-hmm. we're stepping into that same mindset, but with for ourselves. We have so, different aspects. So here's the thing. You both of you ladies sound as though you won't settle. Yeah. You won't uh date below what your standards are. And so what do you say to the people that may listen and be like, oh, they're probably never going to get a husband then. They're probably never going to get a man. They're probably going to get old and have a cat. Because that's the thing that I'm seeing as the response for where we are as as being liberated, successful women, sexually liberated as well. People feel as though because those we're not trying to meet the men at that one dimension, that we're just probably going to be single for the rest of our lives. What do you say to the people that view us in that light or think that way? I just say i rather be successful in life and be stuck with a man that is just going to bring me down. But then they say, wait, wait, wait. Is, is that degree going to keep you warm at night? These are I'm, I'm literally saying the things that I know people say to, to women. Do we really have to be married? Do we really have to be mar- completely married to be happy? I've seen very successful celebrity women, Tracy Ellis Ross. She yes. has explained how she's so successful in her business, mm-hmm. but people continue to not see her successful because one, she's, she's not married, married and doesn't have kids. I've always said, I am about to be 27 years old and I've expressed to Tati, mm-hmm. I am thinking of freezing my eggs yes. because it is important. I want to have kids. I'm having kids. I'm having kids. Okay. Now, if it's not a man that's going to give me kids, I'm going to raise a kid by myself. Yeah. I'm willing to do that. Oh, wow. Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's a huge thing that is also happening. Um... Now, however, there's also this negative stigma surrounding single parents and single mothers specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you feel as though women, even with that mindset that you don't need a man to have a child, you don't need a man to raise a child, do you also view that as possibly selfish? Because there is the idea that children need both parents. Children need a man and a woman or just a two-parent household um in being raised so are you against that notion as well i feel like personally um because i was with like i said 
my parents were together, then they were separated. So I've had two-parent household. I've had me and my mom, and then me and my stepdad and my mom. I feel like I get it, and I completely understand it. Like, you need two parents, you need this and that. But at the same time, I feel like it's unfair for the women to be like, settle with a ki- settle with someone you don't want to be, have mm. a kid, raise them in a household that will never truly be as loving, as positive as it needs to be because you're settling and it's going to and show you're unhappy. Mm-hmm. Kids pick up on everything. It's going to show regardless versus me making the conscious decision as a woman who can financially, emotionally love and take care of their kid to bring up a kid into a single parent household, but say, Hey, I chose to do this because I wanted you. I love you. Mm-hmm. This is normal. It's okay. You don't have to necessarily have to parent household in order to be loved. Yes. It's going to bring up some situation like mommy, like why, why don't I have a dad or where's daddy? How did I come? But I feel like you'll explain it. They'll understand it. I see that I'd rather be in a single parent household with someone who loves me than a two parent household where it's like, I'm going to have to be in therapy because I have mommy. And toxic. Exactly. Like, no, we shouldn't have to choose. Unfortunately, it seems like that, but I'd rather choose the right decision for me and my child than just settle with someone who probably may be in and out of my child's life. I'm not putting my kid through that. No. So let me ask you something that I, I like to do before we get out of here is always leave off with a bit of advice. Mm-hmm. And I want both of you women to speak to the women in your positions, the successful woman, um, the woman who will put their career before man. Um, what advice do you have to give to someone who is currently being pressured, whether it be by religion or their family to wed, to bear children when really that's not what they want? What is the advice that you would give to those women? I always say at the end of the day, and this always sounds harsh, my parents, the way the order of world, they're going to pass before me. These older family members, they're going to pass before. I'm going to live a bigger portion of my life without them than I am with them. Mm -hmm. So why am I going to make a permanent decision based on temporary relationships? It makes no sense. Not you calling them temporary relationships. And and that's your family. No, but in terms of like when they're gone and they pass away and I love them, I care for them. I'm going to be the one suffering in that marriage or suffering Mm. with a child I didn't want because of someone who thought that this was, and I didn't want to disappoint them. And it's kind of like, they're not even here anymore. And guess what? I'm stuck with this and I didn't want it. So it's like, you're going to, you're at the end of the day, it's you yourself. That's it. So you need to make the decision that's based on you because at the end of the day, when you're in that marriage, yeah, you're going to cry to your mom, cry to your aunt, but they're not, they're not living it. You are. Mm -hmm. And you're going to, and God forbid you have a child you didn't even want because you felt pressured. Now you're going to bring a human into this world. That's going to have all these issues because they're going to feel that. And it's just like, it's always going to be a domino effect. So you need to Mm. be, you need to understand it's only you don't make any decisions based on anyone else and what they want because they're not dealing with it. Yes. great. And what about you, Ellie? (laughs) For me, my model that I live by is happiness. Whatever makes you happy is that what it, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. So for you, if someone's pressuring, if your parents are pressuring you, I've had the pressure, not too much, but my mom, I'm the only child. She wants to see me married. She mm-hmm. wants me to have grandkids, but that's not, it's my, it is also a priority for, but it's not my main priority. Mm-hmm. I just want to build myself. I want to be successful. So if whoever's listening, if you're in a situation like that, find what makes you happy. You know, you have this life that you have to live. And if it's not a priority for you right now, focus on it. If it's your business, if it's something that you want to build, um, focus on that. And then everything that is supposed to be in your life is going to come accordingly. Regardless. It's yeah. going to come regardless. 
So just focus on that and really find what's important to you. And just after you focus on what's important to you, focus on the next thing. Yeah. Don't let anyone pressure you on doing anything you don't want to do. I second both of those tips. <laughs> so, ladies, thank you so much for joining me. Can you let uh, this audience know what they can expect from the Girlfriend Guides podcast and what you guys talk about on there? And then, of course, drop your social handles as well. Well, we have many, like, the you can, the fact that we are even a guest here, many things are coming out. This is, like, a sign for us. Like, we are definitely growing. Um, we are only a new podcast, a year and a half out, but definitely growing. The fact that we're able to be here is a big milestone. Um, we just got our studio. We just became an LLC. So, like, things are our way. Um, we talk about a variety of things. The main thing that me and Ellie wanted to focus on in our podcast is that everyday woman like everyday modern millennial black woman you can relate to us we talk about dating we talk about health um we talk about sex we talk about everything mm -hmm. racism this is the things like everything in your group chat basically is what, that you're gonna have you're gonna see on girlfriend's guide podcast yeah um that's what tati and i wanted to do we wanted to start this podcast because we wanted women to relate to us they, yeah. we wanted them to hear what we're going through like yeah you know i go through that when it comes to dating i go through that when it comes to men yeah and you guys can find us at, at girlfriend's guide underscore podcast on instagram um our youtube is girlfriend's guide podcast yes anywhere you listen to um podcasts yeah and you can listen on any for audio and um youtube too Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining me. As always, guys, I am going to leave off with some stats and facts a little bit after this. Y'all know where to catch me. We are talking about the divorce rates of black women after this. So stay tuned. And again, thank you guys so, so, so very much for joining me on this episode of Period Sis. Shout out once again to Ellie and Tati from the Girlfriend's Guide podcast for joining me here on Period Sis. Oh, what an interesting conversation. What an interesting outlook on marriage from millennial boss corporate working women. Um, again, I know that this is a common conversation, especially with that man who shall remain unnamed y'all know him on the internet as he talks about the modern day woman and how we are potentially to blame for being unmarried or divorced and what what is crazy and what I wanted to to um, add here is that black women were actually the only group that had a higher divorce rate than marriage rate um, with nearly 31 divorces per 1,000 married women um, and what's interesting is the most commonly reported major contributors to divorce were, of course, lack of commitment, infidelity, and conflict slash arguing. But the most common final straw reasons were infidelity, domestic violence, and substance use. And more participants blame their partners than blame themselves in the divorce. Um, and it's weird because even having the conversation, the fact that there are cultural and religious aspects of marriage that make the woman put up with things or settle um, into things that they may not be okay with, like infidelity, for one. Um, of course, that's more known in maybe the Caribbean or Haitian culture for what this conversation was. It's just really, really, really interesting listening to um, the reasons why people want to find marriage and be married. Now, as you guys know, I'm not sure if, if that's what I want specifically. And um, I know that for so long, 
we as as women were dependent upon a man putting a ring on our finger and wedding us. Another stat that I wanted to share with you, um, most women were not even able to have a bank account here in the United States until 1972. Um, unless they were married. So essentially you weren't even able to get your own bank account if you did not have a husband. Um, so again, that just goes to show where we are now and, and how women are able to be a little bit, a lot more, let me not do a little bit more, a lot more independent um, and not as codependent on men. So I am, I'm interested to hear maybe from any of the listeners who are married and who are a modern day woman and how you juggle the the traditional ways of patriarchy as it stands with with marriage and what is expected of the man and his roles and how you balance still being a woman a modern day woman and juggling still those patriarchal roles of taking care of the house, of taking care of the kids, of doing the chores, of doing the, of doing all of those things, potentially without the help of your partner. I'm just curious. Um, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in here to another episode of Period Sis. Make sure you follow us on all social platforms. Rate, subscribe, review. Let me know if there's any other type of conversations you want to have. I did take it a little bit out of the realm of health for a little bit with these relationships and the mental aspects of of just our lives and, and what we go through in, in terms of partnerships with men, with women, with whoever we choose to be with. Um, but I definitely want to get back into those uh, deeper tales of womanhood, um, so just definitely reach out to me on social media and thank you guys so much again. Make sure you also go on over to officialboxowner.com and check out our products. Again, we are dropping another box here soon in July. So super, super, super looking forward to that. We have a really, really good box coming your way. So again, I want to thank all of you guys for tuning in until next time. Bye guys.